Adam Plant. Adam Plant. Arise. It's Adam Plant. <laughs> awesome. I, I just, I want to make sure before anything else, you absolutely know how welcome you are and how safe you are and how much uh, I've been excited that like we're in each other's lives now and we can hang out and we can talk and we can go back and forth and we can be resources to each other. Yeah. Happy to be a resource for you as much as I hope that you can be a resource for me. I don't know of anything yet that you can be a resource for me yet, <laughs> but that's the, that's, that's what keeping your options and your opportunities open for. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. It's, it's great to be here and it's great to, to be chatting again. And I had you on my show a few weeks ago and, and it was super fun. And yeah. so I'm just, yeah, excited to be here and, and to be back talking with you. It's cool. Yeah. yeah well, like it's so, it's such, it's such a rare find. Like when, there's like a lot of things like, well, my show's about entrepreneurs and my show's uh -huh. about like, and you're like, all right. All I want you to do is to tell me how I'm not interesting enough to what your audience is going to. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and it's funny because, you know, we, you and I met through a, a Facebook group, right? And, and that's how we connected. And right. uh, on that Facebook group, like you say, people are putting out there like, hey, let's talk. Or I'm looking for people who are into entrepreneurship or Bitcoin or uh, I, I think there's one dude on there. He's always like, hey, does anybody have any uh, supernatural ghost stories? And and it's like, you're so niche. Like, and that's cool, I guess. But so freaking niche that they get like one response, right? Like, it, it's just, I don't know. It's it's, it's funny. And, and kudos to them. Like, they have a show that they're Thank passionate you. about and they're doing their thing. But. Yeah, it's, it's it's fun that we can just chat about you know life and things that are going on and 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 just you know what what gets us excited and up every morning. So it was funny because like we got into so much stuff and we got talking for so long and I realized I'm really barely ever anybody's guest on anybody's show. So like <laughs> I I took the opportunity to just talk so much and like put so much out there and. To be honest, I probably do that on this show too a lot, but, but but I think I didn't get like when you were like, "Oh, I can't, you know, I can't wait to be on your show." I was like, "Yeah, I'll finally ask you about your story and about who you are," because I didn't abs I absolutely didn't get the opportunity to do that when I was on your show. So now that I now that I'm the host, I want to take the opportunity to kind of get you to, you know have a platform for making people understand who you are, where you came from and what message you're trying to put out into the universe. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, I, I appreciate that opportunity actually, because uh, you know, I, I tell my story uh, to my audience and they, they probably know parts of it, if not uh, a good majority of it. But uh, for those who, who don't know, my name is Adam Platt. My wife and I have a, a business. We're coaches. So we're achievement coaches. We help people, uh, reach their goals and live the life that they want. And so really how we got into that is probably, well, for a good chunk of my life, I've always just had this like feeling that I was meant for more. And I think almost everybody has that at some point, like I meant to just for more than just getting up every day and going to a crappy job I hate and, uh, you know, just living my life 
stuck. Like I go to work, I come home, I watch TV, I go to sleep, I get up and do it again every day. But like, that's just not a life for right. in my opinion. Right. 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 That's, that's that, you know, there is a certain amount of, there is a certain amount of population of the world yeah. who's content in that. Sure. There, there is a lot, like there are many people who, who live their lives regular every day who just go, my goal was to find a really good job. And I found the job that I think is right. good enough. And, and there's lots of people who, who that, like that job is what they they love. Like, you know, some people are engineers and they just love going and, and, creating stuff and making stuff and engineering stuff. Some people love, you know, whatever. But for me, I think a lot of people, they go to work and, and, you know, it, it's a, maybe it's a good paying job. Maybe it's a crummy job. Like it doesn't pay worth anything. Right. Maybe you're flipping burgers at McDonald's or something. I don't know. But I think everybody at some point says, you know, is there, is there more out there for me? And that's where I was in my life. So uh, I, I think everybody kind of always to some extent, maybe it's greater for some people and, and less for others, but at, at some point they feel like, you know, is there more than just this, you know, daily grind where I, I feel like things are just, I'm going through the motions, right? It's monotonous. Yeah. It's monotonous. Monotonous. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And uh, so I, I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't happy. Um, I also have a, you know, childhood full of, um, I had a learning disability. I was very shy because I felt like I was a stupid kid and, and I just didn't think I would ever amount to much. And so I had a lot of self-confidence and self-esteem issues around that. Uh, luckily I met a beautiful woman who, uh, we fell in love. We got married. All right. You know, all right. You don't have to put yourself over and say about how beautiful this woman is. We get uh, it. All right. Beautiful. No, uh, just, sorry, go, go. Now oh, he's, man. now he's bragging folks. Everybody he's bragging. <laughs> he's bragging about. Uh, like, <laughs> but she, she really inspired me and had a lot of, uh, faith in me and she right. pushed me to be better. Um, and so, you know, I, I went out there and I, I started, doing things and making things happen. When we had children, we, we actually have five daughters in uh, our home. And so uh, it's a house full, but I yeah. have this, this still this kind of in the back of my mind, this thing, like I'm, I'm a failure because, you know, with five kids, they're expensive. Kids are expensive. And uh, I didn't feel like I was making the income I wanted to support my kids and my, my family like I should. And so mm -hmm. I felt like this, Kind of failure like i was letting everybody down and i really started to get into a dark place in my life and this was about about seven or so years ago when um right after we had our youngest kids which are twins so we have uh, twin daughters that are seven years old and it was at that point that i was at the kind of lowest point in my life and i was very depressed uh feeling like i was letting my my family down and at that point, there was, there was one day I remember coming home from work and uh, I was in what my wife called one of my moods uh, where I was just, you know, just in a, a bad place. And mm -hmm. so, uh, she could tell I was in one of my moods. And so she, as kindly as she possibly could, said, hey, uh, I think I'm going to take the kids over to my parents' house. She didn't live very far away uh, and just hang out for the night or for a little while, a few hours and let you just kind of work through whatever is going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And so she left with the kids and I, of course she wasn't trying to abandon me. She just thought, you know, just 
give you a moment to evaluate your feelings in your situation. Yeah. Just be alone with my thoughts and, and mm-hmm. you know, work through some stuff. And, but I took it as she didn't love me. She didn't want to be with me. She thought I was just this grumpy, honorary person, which I was. Um, but it really, uh, in my mind, I started thinking, uh, these horrible thoughts of maybe the world would be better without me. And so I started, uh, plotting and taking, uh, or coming up with a plan to take myself out of this world. And I remember sitting there in our, our room on the bed where I was getting ready to, uh, you know, activate this plan to take myself out of, um, out of the world, kill myself basically. And, uh, this thought, this very distinct thought came through my mind and I, I don't, I, I know that it wasn't necessarily my thought and you can call it, you know, higher power. You can call it God. You can call it the universe, whatever it was, but something other than myself said, very came into my mind and said, what will your wife and your kids do without you? And, uh, that just really hit home. And so that was kind of a, I guess, a turning point in my life where I'm like, something needs to change. Can, can I ask, uh, yeah. what were your plans? Like, what was the idea? What did you have? like mapped out what were you tr- yeah. going to do good question um and i that that is a part of this story i don't you normally share because i don't want people to get ideas but my right wife, because you're, you're absolutely not advocating it i i would not say by asking you that that i'm saying like here's a method here's yeah, a method yeah, you yeah. didn't think of everybody try this everybody try you this who's going through some garbage yeah no but uh, so, it just got uh, out of the the like the means, the resources that you went through, the mental Rolodex to get you to where that would be a result. Yeah. The the permanent result, permanent permanent solution to a temporary problem. Right. Exactly. And uh, I had gone through multiple things that I could do, but the one I came up with, uh, because I, I probably was a chicken at the time, was uh, my wife had been through a, a number of um, surgeries in the last couple of years and she had just a, a bunch of, you know, Percocets and uh, some high, you know, Lord tabs and stuff like that. So I was just going to swallow a bunch of pills and fall asleep and not wake up. So that was, that was my plan. Um, and they were all sitting there and uh, you know, I, I don't remember what all was there. I don't even remember what they, if any of them were, I'm sure in a high enough dosage, they probably all would have hurt mm-hmm. me to some extent but there's probably like four combination accumulation yeah four or five different bottles of of prescription drugs that um and i was just yeah i was gonna just take them and and lay down and fall asleep so Mm -hmm. uh, i figured my wife would be gone most of the night by the time she came home i'd be gone so uh yeah so that's what happened or that's what i was going to do right right the thought came to my mind about uh, what my wife and kids do. And it was at that point that I, I decided, you know, something needed to change in my life. And I didn't know what that was. I, I just knew that something had to change. And I knew that something had to change within myself because uh, at that time I was living in this victim mindset of it was everybody else's fault why I wasn't happy, right? It was my wife's fault. It was my boss's fault that I wasn't making the money I wanted. It was my parents' fault for how they raised me. It was my, you know, whatever, like all the things we tell ourselves and try mm-hmm. to blame on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was at that time that I realized that I needed to take some responsibility for where I wanted to be in life. And uh, again, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know how to change. I didn't know anything other than something needed to change. And fast forward a little while later, um, my wife and I got some tickets to a, a conference, a seminar, a self-help seminar. And 
Um, I wasn't exactly happy about it because my parents gave them to us. And, uh, and you were still in the middle of like trying to blame them. Well, not really. Just, I, I just didn't know if that was the thing, right? Like they gave it to us for Christmas. And so normally they came over on Christmas day and they give us money, which, you know, money is always a good thing. Yeah. This particular Christmas. They like, Hey, I know we usually give you money, but we got you these tickets to this, that my sister wanted them. So my mom just bought them for all of us siblings and their, and our spouses who wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, who she thought would like to go. And, right. um, so I wasn't very happy because I'm like, I, I wanted money. Like <laughs> I wanted her to give us some money so that we could go do something or pay a bill or whatever. Right. All the dumb things we do with money. Right. Uh, so I wasn't very happy. So I, uh, that was Christmas. The uh, seminar wasn't till it was like April sometime in the spring. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember going and we were in the, the event we sat in the very very back like so for those who have never been to a self-help seminar there's two types of people who sit in the very back the people who don't want to be there and the people who just want to network and i was we were to i was because i told my wife that's where i wanted to sit it was in the very very back row and uh because i didn't want to be there but as the speaker got on stage and he started saying something he said something that clicked and i don't remember what it was but something i'm like oh my gosh that's that's what i've been looking for that was that was the light bulb went off and it was at that point that it was a three day seminar. So a whole weekend and we went to all three days and I just, it completely changed my perspective on my life, who I was, what I was doing. I stopped thinking I had to blame everybody and I just started taking responsibility for what I wanted, where I wanted to go. And from there we were just, we were hooked on self-development and we just started going to events, reading books, uh, buying online course like we just we just started going crazy and and it's been a wild ride but um the cool thing is is as we we worked on ourselves me and my wife we as we worked on ourselves like we changed our inside uh you know our thoughts we got rid of the as much of the negative thoughts that we had and we became conscious of those things and as we did that we noticed that our relationship improved significantly we noticed that we started getting things that we wanted in life uh, you know, reaching goals and things started happening. But the biggest thing we saw is the impact it had on our kids, our daughters. Like I said, we have five daughters and we started seeing them uh, being like, oh, there's something different about mom and dad. And they would uh, start asking us questions and we'd start telling them, you know, hey, you know, uh, you can put up a vision board and you can create this vision of what you want your life to become and you can work at it and you can take action and you can, you know, all this stuff. And they're like, Oh, I want to do that. I want to start doing this and that. And and we just Mm -hmm. saw this huge impact on their life. And even our, at the time, like our four-year-old is like, uh, she's 10 now, but she's like, Hey, I want to, I want to put up a vision board, you know, saw a goal on my wall and I want to do these amazing things. And she still does to this day. She has uh, her own vision board, but uh, it's it's just amazing. And, And they started making, impacts on their friends and the people that came, they came in contact with. And so it was just this big, huge ripple effect. So it was just what kind of things are on it. What kind of things are on a four-year-old's vision board? (laughs) You know, it was, it's funny. She, and they were simple things like I'm going, cause she had twin sisters uh, Mm -hmm. that were, you know, like one, two years old. And so she's like, I'm going to help mom and dad watch the the twins and I'm going to help them uh, learn how to, 
you know, potty train and, and things like that. So, I mean, there were simple things. Now her, her things are more, um, more academic or, uh, whatever. Like she's like, I'm, I'm going to read so many books a month or I'm going to, you know, things like that now that she's 10. But, um, yeah, it's just little things like that. And even the, the twins are seven now and they have a few things on their wall too, that, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to be, uh, nice to my sister. I'm going to be, uh, you know, not rude to my parents, things like that. But, um, do you, just, would you have to be a little bit more specific when you say nice to my sister, considering <laughs> all you have is sisters? <laughs> yeah. Well, for them, it just, I guess they do have, I guess, nice to my sisters and they're not always very good at reaching that goal every day, but yeah, right. uh, well, it, we're all, we're all imperfect beings with work right. to do, sir. We, we gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta forgive yourself. And, that, and I hope that you got to that point where, like you said, you you felt unworthy. You felt you felt uh, like a failure in some way. I I want to know, like, besides just reading stuff, would you start feeling would when that when that happened? Like for me, when it came to that, for me was like developing and stuff. Like the thinking about things was one thing, but I think like I kept reading that stuff and I kept seeing that stuff, like think it and vision it, but then I didn't get it to like feel what it feels like feel yeah. what it feels like to know that you deserve it and the fact that like you found a woman who had some kids with you you know yeah. what I mean? like, like <laughs> i know you, that's you amazing isn't that. it <laughs> you deserve that love you deserve that love from those kids like imagine what what the world would have been like seven years ago if you had exited right yeah. so like that that makes you go wow like appreciate 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 even more every single moment since then and what a bonus it has become <laughs> like when when it came to like when I when I came back to wrestling from from my major surgery I was like huh this is all a bonus this is all a bonus this is amazing right. how, how I get to do all this bonus stuff neat <laughs> well that's a good point right like it's it's all in our perception and how we view those types of things in our life cuz you know, our perception creates our reality and our reality creates emotion and emotion creates our, you know, our, our thoughts. And that's what causes us to take action. So, um, it, it really comes down to that perception. And, and I love that perception that mm. you talked about where you come back from your surgery and you're like, man, this is a bonus. Like I get to keep doing what I love doing wrestling. I get a, um, instead of like, it's over, it's done. I got to figure something new out. I, I, you get this bonus time. Right. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of go back to, you said that you had a learning disability. Yeah. And th- were you, were you a sped kid? A sped kid? No, yes. <laughs> no, you weren't, you weren't in spe- special ed. Oh yeah. So, um, we, in Utah where I lived, it, we called a resource, but yeah, it was, okay. it was basically special ed where, uh, yeah, we get extra help with our homework and teachers yeah, I, would sit down and read with us. And stuff. yeah, I was, I was, I was, I, learning disabled kid myself so with that with that with that what do i deserve and that imposter syndrome that you were you were kind of referring to i had i have that i have that that validation hole that needs to be you know to be filled and i seek attention and it's i gotta i gotta get a laugh for stuff and i gotta i gotta go above and beyond and i gotta stand out and i gotta be Corey castle i gotta seek attention like like i I only want to be 
mix mix in the fact that like it was a show for a while with the fact that like I knew I wanted to be something that would be a role model to somebody who was me when I was younger. Yeah. Like I I I check in all the time. And I, I hope you do this too. I yeah. check in all the time with my younger self. And I'm like, dude, you'd be so proud. I hope, I hope you see what I'm doing. I hope, I hope you understand that all that struggle, all that shit time, all the time, like, mm -hmm. man, like we, we went through some stuff, man. Like I, single mom, single mom welfare. <laughs> like uh, it's just, it was a, you know, bunch of, bunch of siblings. So, I mean, I can, I can absolutely like hear you when you say like, like your, your kids need you and you, you like, I can really feel that when you said like, where would your wife and your kids be without you? And like the fact that you can, you can, you can like accurately pinpoint the moment where you're like, well, how am I so selfish? I got it. Right. And instead of beating yourself up for being selfish, which would just like make you go, well, I've already decided. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 like imagine how much their self-worth would be affected. Yeah. Like the the amount of. I'm, I'm just I'm so glad that you're able to inspire on the other side of that. And uh, and, I, you know, if, and 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 I want to make sure this point's made. And I, I'm sure I made it on your podcast and I said it a million <laughs> times on this podcast. If you ever feel for any reason, like you just need a friend or judgment free conversation, you don't even have to know me. I'm not a hard person to get a hold of. I'm an actual human who will communicate with actual humans and we will discuss anything you want to talk about. I'm I'm here for it. I'm not hard to get a hold of. No, that that's that's amazing that you put that out there because there are so many people who are suffering and they need that. And, 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 and I don't know how many people have taken you up on that. I hope if people are struggling that they really have reached out to you, if they've seen your show or, or they've heard that you, that you've put that offer out there. I've made, I've made, I've made a pretty, some pretty good friends. It's not, the, it's not, it's not the amount that matters. It's, yeah. it's the, the quality of it. And the, and I, I say, I say it all the time and I hope you understand like how much I appreciate the currency of your effort, the the currency inside of effort, is more is more valuable than the zeros in your bank account. <laughs> yeah, I I, I love that. That's cool. <laughs> I just want to make sure anybody who like listen, dude. If you spend any time listening to anything I've got to say, I've absolutely got all the time in the world to listen to what you've got to say, judgment free. <laughs> Absolutely judgment free because like I'm putting this out there. I'm putting this effort out. I'm putting this message out there and I'm putting this effort out there because like, like all I ever want to do is make it happy. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. it's like, I just want to, I want to be happy. So if I could be happy by making you happy, if that's on a personal level, cool. I'm, I'm down with it. Like that. And like I said, that that's so amazing that you are willing to put that out there and that you're, you're, purpose in the show and what you're doing is connecting with people and just striving to make them them happy and feel better about 
themselves and and where they're at in their life because there's a lot of people that need that there's so many people out there um i just did a, an interview for my podcast uh, a couple weeks ago i just released it this last week but it was when, about a woman who lost her son to when, you, when you say that i'm sorry adam well, we're gonna cut we're gonna cut we're gonna go back i'm gonna cut that part i'm not cutting anything out i'm kidding but <laughs> say, say all of that again but this time when you say i did an interview for my podcast insert name of podcast <laughs> check it out on and do do shameless gotcha. plugs <laughs> shameless plug inside of your story about yeah. the woman who was on your podcast yeah so on my podcast it's called Thank unleash you. your greatness <laughs> unleash your greatness podcast uh which is my podcast um and you can find me on apple or spotify or google or stitcher um but uh, yeah on on my podcast a couple weeks ago i i interviewed a woman who who lost both her father and her son to suicide and her son, she lost just not even two years ago. It will be two years in, I believe March. And so it's very fresh still. And she wrote a book about it of how to, how she's healed from that. But, um, you know, part of our discussion in that is the, the rising suicide rates in, in the country and around the world. Um, mm -hmm. here in Utah, it's the number one killer for teens right now. And in the country, it's the second for teens. It's the no number two in the nation of, of America for uh, teens taking their or for the death of teens in in any way. And and uh, suicide is up by sixteen percent since COVID started, which is that's the staggering amount of numbers for people who are struggling right now. Because the 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 ability to go out of the house is the ability to escape from your solidarity. And in the and not being able to not being able to distract yourself, I, I, I've I've said this a million times. I have it written in a book somewhere that I that I was just scribbling in a book when I was talking about the the amount of happy distractions. Mm. It's like don't stay distracted, but be distracted enough to like to remember that joy exists, so right. that you can. I just always break down the word enjoy. So like it's. It's E N joy, but like honestly, be in joy, be inside of joy as yeah. you're enjoying something. And, and yeah. so happy distractions is what I call it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I I love that. And you know, and some people would call that um, you know, being uh grat or having gratitude, like being distracted by just what you're grateful for or or different things. But um, I love that being in joy, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's great. And and you're right. There's so many people that aren't in that joy right now because they don't have that way of going out and, and being, you know, in nature or connecting with other people or they feel isolated because of everything. Even though we have all this technology where we connect more easily uh, digitally, they feel more isolated because they can't go out and, and meet, talk to people, to interact with people. And there's a lot to be said about, you know, actual interaction with with other people so i think that's a big deal right now well it's uh i think i think it's like i'm, I'm thinking about i think it was maybe maybe creed or something when he was like that that mirror no one's gonna hit harder than that mirror no mm -hmm. one's gonna hit harder than you you're your own so like yeah. as much as much as you know as much as you're tough life's tough like and it's going to continue to be. It's a cyclical thing. 
stuff's always been hard for people. Stuff's always going to be hard for people. And when it comes to, like you said, it's the self-help seminar that you went to, I always, I always say this, and I, I probably said it on your podcast, and I said it on this podcast a million times. <laughs> there's, there's a mil, a probably a multi-million dollar industry inside of self-help. Oh yeah, billion dollars, billion dollar. But there is no such industry as the self-fix section. There is no magic wand. It never goes away. You have to keep working towards it. You have to you have to keep learning things. You have to be you have to be like you have to be ready. You have to be ready for all the things you want. You can't just want things and then get them because then you can't handle them when they're there. So like you 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 gotta you gotta keep working. That's that's a thing I I referenced earlier when I said I'm I got I'm an imperfect being who's got work to do. Just we all are. We all like there's nothing but work to do. Yeah, sure. I'm, I, I'm inspired by you and I hope that, I mean, that's kind of what your job is to be inspiring, but. Well, I hope so, but thank you. I appreciate that. So does, does it get to the point? Like sometimes when they're like, Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like do the stuff you enjoy for a living, then it becomes a job and then it's monotonous. <laughs> does like, does that apply more or does that if you do what you love, then you never work a day and you're like that. We're just, we're just juggling cliches here on. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, there's days and I'm not a perfect, like you say, I'm a, I'm imperfect like anybody, just like you were saying. And there's days I wake up and I'm like, Oh man, I, I've got to do some editing on my podcast. I've got to get that done. Cause it's got to release tomorrow or whatever. That's what I've been doing today is, is working on my episode for tomorrow. That's supposed to drop tomorrow. And, and sometimes it's, it's work. Right. And I don't always love it, but mm-hmm. uh, when I get really down into it and it's like, you know, I have a, a bigger purpose, I have a bigger mission and that mission is I'm going to help hopefully affect and inspire other people to not go through what I went through with uh, wanting to take their life. And so when you, when you have that mission and that purpose in life, then it, yeah, it's not something you love doing. Like I don't love editing. I don't love uh, doing all the back end stuff. I love this. Like I love connecting with people. I love doing interviews. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it doesn't mean that I love all the other stuff that you got to do. But I do it because I know it's important, and that's how I get my message out. That's how I connect with people and hopefully inspire them to to be better. So. Um. Keep on beating that positive drum (laughs) that's that's the goal and you know like you said life is hard right yeah it it is hard but it's when we are faced those hard times in our life that we really truly know or figure out what we're made of right Uh, so i you know i could look back on my experience of wanting to almost take my life Mm -hmm. and i could be like um you know I, i was just in a bad place and i could blame it on uh, you know, depression and maybe I need to go see a therapist and get some drugs and, and all this stuff. Uh, or I could just say, I could look at it and say, what can I learn from that? What can I do to move past that to be better? Because there's always going to be something that's worse than that. Like in that situation, uh, I guess if you put it in perspective, there, no matter what anybody is going through, somebody else is probably going either a gone through it or be going through something even worse. And yeah. This, you know what's weird? It's like I was 
and this this probably has more application inside of pro wrestling. Uh, so uh, forgive me if this doesn't make sense, yeah. but uh, I'm gonna say like this week or like couple, maybe last week or something, The Undertaker was a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. And on the show, he said, um, like, guys nowadays are softer. Guys nowadays are softer than, like, my day. Like, yeah. But the world is a softer place. It's not like you have to, you got to take all the things into consideration. Like, some people are getting really upset about it. But, like, like one of the one of the wrestlers just quit because he said, like, he was he was having such high anxiety that he was getting triggered. Wrestlers in the 80s and 90s, didn't have the, the that verbiage did not exist right and yeah. and the thing i probably said it on your podcast i said it on my podcast all the time you never know what you want until what you want staring you right in your face when i was a little kid i said i wanted to be a pro wrestler and i said i wanted to be a comedian being a podcaster wasn't a thing yet <laughs> that's something <laughs> yeah we did talk about that and that's true right. yeah that's you're true. exactly right so like, you know, what you want's not going to find you until, unless you're like really working towards it or you're really wanting to make a difference in, and if that difference is very locally or very globally, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting Biodome here. Have you ever seen Biodome? <laughs> a long, long time ago, man. It's been a featuring, while. featuring Pauly Shore. I'm, I'm a huge comedy nerd. I love like buddy comedy movies. I don't but, even know that Paul Shore's done anything in like 20 years or something. Dude, he just had, he got a new Netflix, a new Netflix show, a movie that really? just came out. Uh, oh. It's called The House Guest. Huh. Um, but <laughs> that's funny. It's just, you know, it's, it's classic Paulie, man. It's oh, this yeah. classic Paulie Shore. Wild though, man. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> such a such a nerd <laughs> but uh did you what was i gonna ask you the the um the ability to separate things for you as far as like what's like something you can like kind of kind of like you know the whole like do as i say not as i do and maybe like the like I find myself at points going like, oh, I talk about all this evolving stuff and I talk about all this like working on myself stuff. And then I'll find myself as a, a feeling like maybe I'm a hypocrite if I feel like stuck on something. And it's like, I am, am I false advertising? Like, and, and I get myself in, in still, still in that like imposter mode where I'm like, oh, well, am I, am I saying like, oh, I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to, have guests on and I'm going to listen, but then I'll just talk over them the whole time. And I'm like, am I really being, am I really being the, the example here? Am I really be, do you, do you have moments like that? Oh yeah. I think everybody does. I think even people who we would consider at the top of their game or, or, or whatever, I, I think they still have moments like that where they're like, you know, uh, you know, I, I know that there's, there's people out there who are like, this is what you got to do to be successful and da, 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 da. And they list off their morning routine and stuff. And then, you know, the next episode on their podcast or whatever, they're like, you know, it was tough for me to get up this morning and do what I say you need to be doing. And, mm -hmm. and I think everybody does, right? Like it's, uh, we, the real, the real 
goal is, can we just be one step ahead of the people that we're trying to reach? And, and that doesn't mean that we don't sometimes take a step back and be like, cause there's, there's times where I'm, I'm like, yeah, do this and this and this. And then like the next day I'm like, I didn't do that. <laughs> right. Like, uh, it just happens. And, uh, and we're not perfect. So, uh, and anybody who tries to portray their life as perfect is lying to themselves and, and everybody else. Right. Well, well, I mean, social media gives us the opportunity to make our life look like it's a billboard. Absolutely. So people only see what they want the, the highlights to be, the highlights to be. And I, I just, I've, I've done this joke a billion times when I say like, I, I, I compare us two birds we're like you know when you compare yourself to other people you go oh that person's got like a lot of money they got a good job they got a, they got a nice car so they got it all figured out don't they they don't got anything to worry about it their life's perfect you know like some people be like oh that some like people who are overweight we like oh that skinny person it's probably so hard for them it's like why are you automatically invalidating them because they're not dealing with the same struggle as you mm-hmm. like I, and I, when I say I compare it to birds, it's like, you know, birds, they've got the whole sky. Some of them still get hit by cars. Not everybody's got it all figured out. Yeah, true. And mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Uh, going to your, your bird analogy is birds have different heights that they can fly to, right? Like eagles can go way higher than a, a, a blue jay or whatever. And when you decide that you are the eagle instead of the blue jay then you remove that limitation of i'm going to fly at the blue jay level you decide you're going to fly at the the eagle level right and and you just decide like and we can do that like it's your life a whole other spin on my joke (laughs) i like it (laughs) well and and here's the thing like the 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 eagle has different things that he has to deal with than the blue jay does right like right there's there's no there's no song there's no song that says fly like a blue jay (laughs) (laughs) fly like an eagle because that that flies high but the eagle probably has to worry about getting smacked by an airplane right (laughs) (laughs) so we all have our struggles the 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 eagle has his issues the blue jay has their issues but bald eagles are like hey why do you call me bald that's the thing i'm sensitive about don't call me that don't make fun of my baldness but you know we 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 can decide what we want to do it's our life it's our book we can write the chapters as we want we just have to decide what we want did i did i say to you I, i i talked to you about the accountability wheel right and and so I was like, oh man, I wonder if like he applies that. I hope that like he says that later and uses it in a way. Like, cause like when you were talking about the 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 amount of times you can blame your parents for raising you the way they did, or blame your boss, or blame mm-hmm. your wife for undue pressure on you, or or whatever you can justify things in your head to not take responsibility or take accountability for right. like you're the reason. The common denominator in all of your problems is you. Yep. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, every everybody winds up screwing me over. Do you think it's everybody else's problem that you get screwed over? Right. 
maybe you got to get yourself in positions where like you don't allow that to happen. Right. Was well, it- and, and, and so when you, when we talk about accountability is we place our, our limitations on ourselves, Right. And that's mm-hmm. where a lot of this accountability needs to come into play is if you are feeling like you're stuck and, and you can't go any higher, if you can't go to the Eagle level or you can't even go to the, the Hawk level or whatever. Right. Well, that's because you've limited yourself. You're, you're the one who's limiting yourself. I, I saw this, uh, somebody, one of my friends sent me a video, um, today that we just watched my wife and I, and it's by Matthew McConaughey and he's talking about his new book. I don't know if you've heard it. He wrote this book called green light. I haven't read it yet, but I'm, I'm probably going to get a copy and read it because it sounds fascinating. But, uh, Matthew McConaughey, the, the actor, he, he talks about that in about the roof and how we put the roof on ourselves. We, we decide that that roof is there and that we can't bust through it. Mm-hmm. And we just have to decide to, instead of a roof, it's, it's a glass ceiling and we can bust through that glass and we just have to take, take our life to the next level. Say, say it's a, it's just a skylight that can open and close. I don't want to break glass. I don't want to make a mess. <laughs> sure. I don't want to make a mess. Just open the thing. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, you're in your car and you have a, you uh, have a sunroof. You know, sunroof. Yeah. You open the sunroof and, and you go out, but you know, so, I, go ahead. You said you're from Utah, right? Yep. Are, are you familiar with the comedy scene there? Uh, I, which one are you talking about? I don't, I, I just, I had a, a friend on my a new friend who I just made, I uh, had him on the podcast. He's a, he's a comedian from Utah and, oh, really? uh, He's so funny, dude. I have to. I'm gonna recommend his stuff to you. Like, absolutely, you guys should link up. Uh, I love to be the resource that connects this, and I hope that I do. Alex Voluto, he has a, a special. Alex Voluto presents Alex Voluto on YouTube. Is so funny. It was like nice. It was probably like ten episodes ago of my show, but it's so <laughs> so 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 good. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Alan Voluto, huh? Alex Voluto. Alex Voluto. Cool. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'll go check it out. I w- I want to. I I would like to get you guys connected. Maybe I'll cool. maybe I'll start a I'll start a uh, discussion. I wonder. Uh, I wonder where he does comedy at here in Utah. Um, there's a couple of places. There's a place called Wise Guys and and a few other places. But yeah, that, I, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah that's probably Wise Guys. That's kind of the most popular one here in Utah. So special. Cool. This special is really good. I'll send. I'll send you a link to that as well. Awesome. That sounds cool. And uh, he, you know. Uh, you know, Utah's known mostly for like the Mormonism and stuff. Did you come up through through yeah. the ranks of that at all? Is yeah. that so? My wife and I are still members of of okay. that church. So, okay. yeah. So, uh, what what is the I when when you go into like like logical way of thinking on things when you look at like you know occam's razor and you talk when you talk about like life and then like the ending of life what do you think what do you think happens when you die yeah so um and and this is going back since you you brought up the religion um goes back to the religion of the 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 mormon church or the church of jesus christ latter-day saints is what we usually call it but um 
so we believe there is an afterlife. We believe that after we die, then we go to a, a waiting place. So a spirit world, uh, which time, uh, in the future when Christ has his second coming, that's talked about in like revelations and in the Bible, then at that point, everybody will be resurrected and they'll be reunited. Their spirit and their body will come back together and then we'll be judged. And then there will be a, um, will be assigned a place to go and, and spend eternity, a kingdom, if you will. So um, the people who did the things that they, what, what in our religion we feel are the things that God or Christ has asked us to do, then they will be with uh, God. So, uh, yeah, we feel that there's, there's life after death. We feel that we will be able to be together with our family forever. Um, some people that's maybe not the, the most exciting thing if they don't love their family, but, uh, luckily I love mine and I, I'll be with them forever. So. Uh, right. So that's, that's, yeah, my, my belief due to my religious beliefs. Okay. No, do you, do you take your work, your coaching and put it towards people in, in your church and stuff? Do you have opportunities to speak at church and? So uh, get in with the community. Yeah. I mean, as, as members in our church, so we don't have a paid or a paid clergy in mm -hmm. our, our religion. So we don't have like a, a pastor or a preacher that gets up and speaks every week. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a Bishop that kind of oversees the, the current or the local congregation. And he has some other people that help him, but he doesn't get up and speak every week. He does get up and he conducts the meeting. He opens it and, and uh, makes announcements and stuff. But then we have people from the congregation that are asked to speak each week. And so uh, my wife and I have had our turns where we've got up and, and spoken church. And uh, we do intertwine some, some stories from like, you know, self-help. Like my last time that I spoke, it's been uh, a couple months ago. Uh, probably, well, it's been longer than that, I guess. It was before COVID because church has kind of been a little bit different now that COVID's happening. But um I kind of intertwine like some Thomas Edison stories in there and, and things like that. So uh, there's definitely some self-help that we kind of weave into our, whenever we are asked to speak, but um, we also very much center it on, on Christ and, and his message of, um, you know, repentance and faith and, and things like that. So now was that something that was like, your parents were into and like your wife's parents were into, or is that something you guys, you know, mutually decided upon in order to raise your daughters in the church? Yeah, good question. So both of our parents were members when we were growing up. And so we both grew up in the church. Uh, my wife's parents were not always active members. So she kind of went through a stage when she was younger where they didn't go to church and stuff. Um, but uh, we were both raised around around the religion. And we, we do believe that everybody at some point needs to decide if it is true for themselves. Uh, so we, we strongly are encouraged in our church to not just take the preachers or the bishop or the teachers or anybody's word for it, but to go and ask God them themselves and to get that confirmation through the Holy ghost. So uh, mm -hmm. I have done that in my, my life and I feel that I got a confirmation that it is true and, and that the, that is the path that I should be on. So, um, so that's usually the question people are kind of getting at is you were raised in it. So you do it because you were raised and, and that is true to a point, but yeah, that's, that's an easy way to invalidate someone's true feelings. 
like true beliefs. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to discount your, your decisions. Your like, yeah. that's, that's your heart. That's, that's your love. That's not yeah. something that can, can be with anything, dude. That's not, not just religion. Like if you go, well, like I, I, I love, I love hoagies. I love sandwiches <laughs> more than anything. And it's like, yeah, but you just love sandwiches because you were raised with sandwiches. <laughs> Your dad loves sandwiches. Your dad's dad loves sandwiches. You come from a, lo- a long lineage of sandwich people. It's like, but I, but I love sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> stop. I don't need to hear any more of your sandwich rhetoric. <laughs> but yeah, oh, you know, I, I think a lot of people do just wonder that, especially in, in some uh, religions like the Mormon, Mormon faith, where if you're raised in it, you're, uh, you know, just you're expected to be uh, a member. And, and, and that's not necessarily the case uh, in, in, like I say, we're all encouraged in in the church to find out for yourself and and to gain that that knowledge. So, well, like the underlining, the underlining thing is be love. Yeah, be love. Be True. be kind. Be love. Like, yeah. I I'm a meathead, so when I hear Latter Day Saints, I'm like lats ladder. Like, uh, <laughs> I start lats. slapping my lats. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm Latter Day Saint over here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but uh, I, dude, I absolutely would not want to. I wouldn't. Okay, so wrestling. I've been a, I've been a wrestler more 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 time in my life than I haven't been one. Yeah. So with us, for the longest time, we had a code known as kayfabe i don't know if you've ever heard of that before Uh but it's basically like kind of like the magician's code but Mm -hmm. for pro wrestling and then we call that kayfabe and inside of kayfabe it's like we got to protect the business meaning like we're not gonna we're not gonna let anybody go well that's fake that's (laughs) just fake because like there is a there is a craft to it we give our lives to it we give our body our wellness we sacrifice holidays birthdays uh weddings funerals I miss all that stuff and give it up for our love for what this business is yeah. Pro wrestling is my religion <laughs> but, but it's like we we do all of that but then someone goes that's fake so not only are you saying that everything i've given my life to isn't worth anything you're saying that i'm not anything yeah like don't invalidate me that way Give it a chance, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, so with with that and with with, with anything, it's like <laughs> what, what I find I find wrestling and comedy as like art crafts. Like, and oh, yeah. with with this, it's a cra- with I'm crafting this and this idea of like like oh, <laughs> a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you gotta really, you gotta really rock through the rock through the hardships. And like the times when you go, what was, did everything, everything I ever decided to do, was that all for nothing? Mm -hmm. Is this gotten me nowhere? Do, do like, I look at, uh, I was thinking about this today and I, and I apologize. I'm talking too much, but you're awesome. I, uh, I was, 
No, I told you this. Like I've been, I've been uh, working with my friend Scott, working for his for his dad's heating and air conditioning company yeah. for like last six months, right? I've been doing that since like most film sets shut down, so I couldn't really act anymore. And I right, so I started doing this like grunt work, which you know, obviously it's just a means right now. But Absolutely. while doing it, I was t- I was today on like a on this like crane job where we had to. Where we had to, not important, <laughs> but there was a crane lift worker who came there and we were talking and I was like, I don't want to like, I don't want to like tell him too much about who I am or my story because like he's already, I already feel like he's got a good amount of judging people in him that I don't want him to go like, oh, how nice of it is Scott to give a job to a failed pro wrestler. You know, like I, that conversation didn't even happen. That just happened in my brain. So I have to be able to separate the fact that like, wow, that guy probably thinks I'm a failed pro wrestler. I didn't even tell him I was a pro wrestler. Like that never even happened. But yeah. it's like the, the stories we wind up telling ourselves to wind back around to convincing ourselves that we're a failure or that we're an imposter or that we might not belong. So I, I pick your words, pick your battles, understand like what, you know, when to really kind of just go like, I don't, I don't have to tell you anything. I don't want to tell you, you know, yeah. uh, because I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's the beautiful thing about uh, when, when you make a conscious decision to just not care what other mm-hmm. people think, Mm-hmm. And your whole your whole perspective can change, right? Because y- and you're absolutely right. Like you can pick and choose what you tell people. You can pick and choose what they know about you. Right. At the end of the day, like there's like there's there's things on this interview that you're gonna air, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, this dude's Mormon, or he's got five daughters, or you know, they're gonna have their opinions about me." But at the end of the day, it's like other people's opinion is none of my business. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like it just doesn't matter. Why? Yeah. Because I'm doing my thing. I'm doing what I'm. I, I feel that is right for me, for my family, for reaching and inspiring people and helping people. And, and my message isn't going to be for everybody. I get that. So, and and you know, in your case, like if if they do think that you're a failed wrestler or a failed actor or whatever, which you're not, because you're you're making an impact. You're doing a show, but they can think that. But who gives a crap? Like, it doesn't matter. Right. And I don't come out and tell people I'm a wrestler. Like, it's not a thing I ever even do. But the guy was asking me a bunch of questions, and I was waiting for him to ask me that question. <laughs> and, like, ask me, like, what What do you do? What's your What's your hobbies? Or whatever. Like, I didn't even – I just was like, all right, whatever, he, whatever I do, don't tell this guy. You that, know why that, he was doing that? Because he's a crane operator. He has nothing better to do but sit there and wait till somebody needs to have something craned up. And he's got all the time in the world to do it. Oh no, 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 we're now we're passing judgment on this sweet guy. <laughs> we don't know much about his life. Well, you're know. right, you're right. I should have passed judgment. Just every crane operator I've ever met has just got a bend kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't met very many, but the ones so, I have. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm I have like a I have a, a a tremendous amount of stuff I like want to 
tell you and share with you and like show you and like hear from you and like have you like share with me and i i, I feel like uh, when i go back to saying how much it's important to me that the currency of your effort the currency of your time is just as important because we were in such a world where we we don't really know we don't really know how to be bored anymore no one really knows how to be bored no one knows how to not know something like if you want to know something you just google it real quick right. and boom you know you know it but <laughs> well and and that's a good a good thing to you just um totally hit one of my triggers but uh <laughs> because you're right there's there's so much out there right now in this in time this moment of time in history that we we have at our fingertips right i mean i've i tell i bore my daughters to death sometimes about what it was like when i was in school and we had to go actually do a report mm -hmm. and like you had to go to the library and you had to like check out a book or get an encyclopedia make photocopies of the pages because you couldn't take it home mm -hmm. i'm like yeah like it was a lot of effort instead of like just googling it copying and pasting it into the report and citing it like we actually had to hand write it and because we not everybody had computers back in my day i'm much older than you i'm sure but i don't uh, think i don't think so dude i think <laughs> we had this conversation uh, i think we did but but um you know even though we have all this stuff like we have uh, smartphones and we have computers and we have youtube and netflix and hulu and all this stuff that dude imdb is my go-to for so much imdb i search things on imdb all the time when right. i'm watching stuff i'm like ah who's that person i could just google i could just imdb it real quick but like i've done i've started doing a thing where like i'll i'll go well let me just figure it out i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cheat i'm not gonna cheat like <laughs> this 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 thing's the cheat code. I just I don't want to put the cheat code in. I want to play on. I want to play based off of merit first, and so I'll just go. Ah, this voice is familiar. This face is familiar. How do I know this person? And then I'll just think and think and think and think. And if it's still driving me crazy later, I'll I'll IMDb it. But for the most part, I'll just not know it if I don't know it, or I'll figure it out. And yeah. uh, I'm. I'm giving myself the grace to go. It's okay to not know sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I think what's so important about that is because we have so much information and, and it is right at our fingertips. Like you say, I mean, if you want to know about who's in a show or what they've been in or anything like IMDb is like, it, it is impressive what they have in there. Like they have, everything they, they, <laughs> they, they have all Corey castles credits i'll tell you that <laughs> so, like i said they've got everything uh, but yeah i mean they've got so much stuff on there and and so many uh shows but it's like that for anything like you can look up pretty much anything i mean youtube got me through statistics in college because if i'm like i don't know how to do this in excel like i literally could youtube it and there's some nerdy dude on the screen all of a sudden telling me how to do something about statistics in Excel. Like we just have all this information, but at the same time, so many people are still so unhappy with what's going on in their life. And it's like, why, why are they, why are they so unhappy more so than I think, you know, 
50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, when when people pretty much the only thing they had to read was a, a Bible or they didn't I even think, know how to read, right? I think so many people are so like susceptible to um like I think I think I talked to you about it before and I you you said it earlier uh where it's like you kind of allow yourself to be an observer in your life as opposed to like you're you're just kind of reacting to the world as it's happening and not really being the deliberate creator in your existence and not right. really like grabbing grabbing the things you want and like going this is mine now I want to make sure I want to make sure I make sure I hold on to this like because this is beneficial to me this is beneficial enough people don't do that with information they hear the information and they go oh wow that's that must be fact because like I heard instead of like like why not create something you know create something be be something bigger be something not to say that if you haven't created something you're not somebody who's worthy of unconditional love because absolutely everybody is you you're you're I think as much as possible and and it's funny because I, I normally don't have most of my guests, I don't want to say most of my guests, but a good amount of them aren't podcasters, aren't also podcasters. So yeah. I'll say like, I absolutely encourage anybody. If you got a microphone, if you got just a smartphone, put some, like your voice means something. This stuff is outliving us. So, you know, uh, this, this stuff, like 10 years from now, I might not feel the same way about a lot of stuff. But I might feel like these ways have grown a lot. Like maybe I've grown a lot. That's why it's called evolving. Because it's not just evolving with Court of Castle because I'm on the show. It's like I'm learning lessons as this goes. And I hope that, you know, when I go back and listen to these, if I, if I ever do, but I, well, maybe maybe I've learned something or maybe, maybe you know, if I had if I had five daughters, they could go back and listen and they could they could see what 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 their father was really like. You know, that's why I always do this segment on my show, which I'm going to get to. I'm going to do I'm going to do these these two quick things and I'll send you off with a hot dog and a handshake, send you <laughs> off into the sunset. All right. So uh, in in like. 30 years. 30, 40 years, your daughters stumble across this. This audio, I'm calling audio time travel. So they're listening to this message that's applying to them. They're hearing it in 2041. What are the things, the messages that can they can hold on to from, from dad in 2021? And the the lessons that they can still apply that are universal. Hopefully, who knows? You know what's going to happen with the world, but <laughs> universally applicable uh, fundamentals. Yeah. What would that message be? Awesome. So, staying kind of true to, I guess, my original message and my story is just never give up. Um, after that experience in my life, where I almost ended my life. My wife and I were at a, a, a store, like a furniture store. We were looking for some stuff, and they had this little area. They, they had like little knickknacky signs and stuff like that. But they had this big, beautiful sign that says, never give up on it. Mm 
And we, I looked at my wife and I said, I need to get that because that's like the theme of my life right now after what just happened. And so we bought it and we now have it hanging above our front door. And it's a good reminder, not only to myself, but to my daughters to just never give up, no matter how hard things might seem, no matter how difficult things uh, may look for the future, uh, just don't ever give up. And so that, that would be probably number one is just don't stop. Don't give up. And number two is chase your dreams. Like go after those big goals, go after those big dreams in your life because they're there. And what you can, or what you focus on, what you put your time and energy to, you can absolutely reach. Now, does that necessarily mean that you're going to be LeBron James and on the basketball court? No, probably not. I can't be, but that doesn't mean I can't get better. In some mm-hmm. way, I decide I want to be a basketball player, right? I yeah. go play with a bunch of old guys and be the best one with a bunch of old guys. But uh, <laughs> I work at it, right? Uh, but chase your like, dreams. Uh, like that Mitch, Hed- Mitch Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg bit. I have to quote a Mitch Hedberg bit on every episode of the podcast where he says, "I wish I could play little league now. I'd kick their asses." <laughs> It's so true. Uh, That's awesome. But, you know, just just chase your dreams, like whatever it is, and uh, don't give up on it. Don't let other people minimize it because they don't see the vision or they don't see that it's in your life. Uh, It's not up for them to decide. It's for you Mm -hmm. to decide. And then the last is just be happy. Like there's always something to be happy about. No matter what's going on, you can find something to be grateful for and be happy that you have in your life, whether it's just a connection with somebody else. Like for me, I'm, I'm happy that we are connected. I'm happy that we have uh, become friends, even if it's just over the internet like this and, and over interviews. Yeah. I might come, I might come to, to Utah now to hang out with you and Alex. I'm going to yeah. do the funny bone or whatever. Yeah, Is that man, what the place awesome. you, you and him should do a, a bit in wise guys. And I'd come. Totally yeah. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, uh, just be happy. Uh, no matter how hard things get, I, I love, um, there's a book called man's search for meaning. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it or read it. It's, uh, it's by a man named Victor Frankel. He wrote it years ago. Uh, but he was a, a Jew during the, um, world war two in Europe, in Austria. He was a psychiatrist over in Austria. And so he was put into a prison camp, a concentration camp. Hmm. And he survived, and he wrote this book after. That's where they teach you how to how to like make things levitate, right? You concentrate real hard. <laughs> Only if you're Magneto. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, that's no what offense. No offense. <laughs> but you know, uh, in, in the in the book, he explains you know these harsh conditions they lived with, and that he survived during the concentration camps over in Nazi Germany, and uh, you know basically. The worst conditions you can possibly imagine for a human being, you know, uh, starving and, and cold and sleeping in cramped conditions with a bunch of other guys and a uh, hard bed, uh, going out and digging trenches in the, the solid frozen dirt and, you know, just, just awful. You look at the do- the, the guard wrong there, they could shoot you just because they feel like it that day. Right. But um, he talks about how even in those conditions, he could be out there digging trenches in the frozen dirt and the sun would be coming up in the morning and how beautiful the sunrise was and how they would hear violin music playing sometimes 
from afar off and and how beautiful it was. So in, in that type of condition, he was still able to find little things, little moments that he could find happiness in and joy in. And so I guess that would be my last thing is no matter how bad things get, just look for the joy and happiness that you have in your life still. And, and, and then that just comes back to, to never give up and keep pushing forward through that, that problem. So I saw, I saw this other, I saw this other video of like, they were interviewing this woman who, you know, survived the Holocaust and uh, she had a twin sister and they like the experiments and all that. And she was just much more focusing on, forgiving them like it's like they were they didn't know what they were doing and and like forget they didn't ask to be forgiven but she was like it's that uh, carrying that weight is more damaging to me than it is to them it's like what am i gonna do get even with them like right it's it's it, it happened it's you can't i i always say it and please please borrow this i think i said this when i was on your podcast we as people we probably we probably waste too many right nows on right nows that has happened and we can't get back. So uh, I do, a, I do a ton of like forgiving without asking, without someone asking for it, because it's like, I'm imperfect too. And that's what, that's when I go, when it goes to like, even, even traffic and road rage, it's like, all right, well, I, I mess up too. And I, I forgive myself. So I uh, hope hope inside of that is like you want to be treated the way, you know what I mean? You treat people the way you want to be treated. It's just, yeah. you know, the, the golden rule is like do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Absolutely. So, you know, for, forgive people, forgive people. If, if you're holding on to some, some, some stuff that like, or maybe like, you never talked about it or you suppress it or you hold it down, bring it up in order to just go, well, that, that was valuable to me. That did teach me a lesson that yeah. showed me how to, that showed me how to uh, make sure I'm not that way. That showed me how to like all of that, all of that, apply that, apply that to, man, I wouldn't be who I am right now if it wasn't for that moment that screwed me up because being screwed up is a huge part of getting to where you're going to be. Right? <laughs> yeah. So true. Uh, and I love that. I love that message. For, forgive people. And and more importantly, I think forgive yourself too. Like mm-hmm. you say, you're, we're all screwed up in a way. We're all messed up in, in some sense. And, and some of that comes from teachers or parents or friends or, or whatever, you know, experience mm-hmm. we've had in our life. But, right. Uh, you know, forgive them and then forgive yourself for whatever might be going on in your life or what, you know, maybe you feel like you fell at and, and, and forgive yourself for it. So I, I love that message for sure. Awesome. And I always said, I always wrap up the show this way. I always say hypothetically, hypothetically, I've gifted you this podcast and this one is your first episode evolving with Adam Platt. You're going to, at this point, do your, your very classy Jerry Springer's final thought and tie it all off on a pretty little bow and give it like the message that we can take this, take from this, the life lessons that we can take from this in order to help us evolve into a better version of ourselves tomorrow as we are today. And then 
After you do it, just to keep it light and silly, do your best Alf impression and say, Hey, Willie. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know. So, how well so I'm making two. I'm making two really old TV references. Jerry Springer and Alf is yeah. the way I wrap it up. Jer- awesome. <laughs> talking about, oh, like, we used to play jacks down by the soda fountain. <laughs> you know, it's funny because my kids just found Alf on, what was I? I think it was IMDb or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they started watching it. They're like, what is this show? I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that show for so long. So uh, we actually just watched a few episodes like last week. It's funny. Dude, I also just recently, I started doing this now since we started watching. I watched, I did like some watching of, of the second episode of Alf. Uh, on here with with one of my newer friends oh no <laughs> and it was like how freaked out was i like when when it was like the the full body and it was like oh, yeah. it was on a little person but then you saw like the the dead head on the side like it was like <laughs> a dead muppet head on the side <laughs> but uh, it was amazing that show was on for so long <laughs> yeah uh, I, Sorry, go ahead. You're, no, you're good. So uh, this is the first episode. <laughs> so first episode, closing remarks is uh, just go out there and live your life to the fullest. Be amazing and and just live every life like. So uh, one of the things you always hear is you only live once. I believe that you should live every day. And so live every day. Like it's your last and and just be be amazing. Everybody has the potential to be great in some way. So tap into that greatness. And I don't remember what's the, the guy's name? Hey, Willie. Guy? Willie. Oh hey Willie. Uh, yeah, that's probably that's, my best alpha. That was the best one so far. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. So far <laughs> since we started doing it. Oh man, it's been a long time. And yeah. Even seeing Jerry Springer, man. I, I never watched a lot of Jerry Springer back in the day, but it's been a long time since I've seen that show. Ooh, man. The, the younger generation doesn't even know who Jerry Springer no, is. No, not at all. Not at all. Maybe maybe on the maybe on like a retro TV or something like one of those channels that just plays old nostalgic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh if you go back and watch I don't know if you've ever watched uh, America's Got Talent. But he was the uh, MC. He was the host on the very first couple seasons of America's Got Talent. And I don't think a lot of people remember that. Alf was? No, uh, Jerry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I knew. It would have been funny if Alf was. That'd be awesome. They, they have. They have a. Uh, they have a a, a show. Uh, America. It's it's for it's for birds. It's for, for birds. birds only for birds to watch. It's called America's Got Talents. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you made me think of a song. Uh, there's a, a, a the lyrics. It's a Nako Nako medicine Nako and medicine for the people is the is the artist. And this is one of the things I wanted to show you. So if you can find this, if you can find this, listen to the music. It's really great. But uh, the lyrics of the one song he says, "Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Being human can be great." No matter what is on your plate, be grateful. Nice. So beautiful. I love it. You 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 wrapped it up in a good little uh, Jerry Springer's final thought way. Anything 
dude, I want to give you this opportunity also before I know I know I just did your podcast and I we just did the first episode of Evolving with Adam Platt. <laughs> I want I want to give you the opportunity before before we get any for, further. I know I already said we're wrapping it up, but like if there's anything you want to ask me or say to me, here's your shot. Yeah, just um, you know, I, I think one thing that I love talking about you with is one, you keep it super light. And uh, e- even when we did go into some pretty deep uh, conversation, but we always were able to bring it back and, and have some, some laughs. And it's always a f- super fun pleasure chatting with you and talking with you. I'm super uh, glad that you asked me to come on the show and, and just have another conversation with you. Cause our first conversation on my show for my podcast was so fun. And uh, God, I think we went like, like an hour and a half or almost two hours by the time we were done and, and you were probably late i think you had a, a show you were filming that night and you were probably super late your friend was probably like oh what's going on what where the heck is he yeah i i, I got some guff but i'm all right <laughs> my, 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 my friends got my friends gotta be uh, got, be water my friends just flow just flow try it be liquid uh, <laughs> But no, it, it was just always super fun. And, and this was the, the same experiences. Uh, and I appreciate the fact that you allowed me to tell some of my story and to share some of those uh, I guess vulnerable times in my life because it's not always easy to share those. But you you did create a, a fun, safe place where I could share that. So um, I, I just I love the fact that you are able to create the atmosphere and and that you you, you have such a lighthearted, fun personality and yeah it's just it's just great i'm so glad that we're connected so can can you give me like six or seven more compliments to get me through yeah. the rest of the week <laughs> you're, you're an amazing actor i've checked out your imdb like uh-huh. your oh. list <laughs> i actually did look it up uh, <laughs> or not, uh, i i have the imdb app and my second daughter and i are always like who is that? And we're kind of like you. We're, we're kind of dorks when we see a show, and we're like, "Who is that person?" Oh, they look familiar. So we'll, we'll pick it up on IMDb. And That's awesome, man. I, I I appreciate you so much, and I I'm I'm happy that we're friends, and I know that this is still just the beginning. I hope you know we can do several more of these over the years. Uh, this isn't the end, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come visit in Utah. I'm gonna connect yeah, you really. with Alex, and uh, be awesome. You know, Anybody, anybody who's listening to this, if this is your first time listening to Evolving with Corey Castle, please give me that feedback. Please give me that. Please give me that sweet, sweet validation that I crave. <laughs> please, <laughs> please leave. Make, a comment. make sure to subscribe to his show. It's awesome. Yes, please, please subscribe. I'm not, I'm not saying yes to the awesome. Sure, I'll take the awesome. Sure, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it's awesome. I but will. I'll give you the opportunity. If you've if you've give, if you've paid this much attention, if you've paid this much effort into the show, two more seconds of effort to just subscribe and follow on uh, Twitter at Corey Castle, follow on Instagram at Corey Castle. Make sure make sure you follow and comment on stuff. I'll I I'm absolutely willing to comment back and we'll we'll exchange thoughts and opinions and judgment-free conversation i'll be your friend and uh you know go back there's a there's what 220 other episodes of the show check them out subscribe on my youtube because 
for sure. Now, I, I just got over 100 subscribers, so I got that vanity URL, oh, youtube.com slash Corey Castle. <laughs> and uh, oh. <laughs> thanks, man. I, awesome. know, I, I hope, you know, all the best, all the things that you want, I hope you get them, man. You have, have the day you deserve every day. Absolutely. You too. Man. You're out there. You're, you're killing it. Uh, hundred subscribers. I, I long for the day when I have a hundred subscribers on my YouTube, my Instagram, I, I've done pretty well, but my YouTube is, I've got 19 whole subscribers right now. Woo! Yeah. It's, and that's after two more this week. So, yeah. well, that's a hundred, a hundred subscribers after having that YouTube channel for like 10 years. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Probably most of them came along. Uh, most of them came along when I was just posting like old wrestling videos. So <laughs> <laughs> great i hope i hope honestly that that you can affect as much change as possible in the world and uh get all the all the all that sweet sweet pleasure from it and i hope to do just just as just as a little bit a little bit close to where you're headed and i and i'm excited excited to experience it with you and i hope that you're, you know, having, having a great life. And I hope that, you know, give all my love and my light and my love to your, to your little ones and to your wife. And I, I bet they're, I, I, I imagine they're great people. And I hope if they're listening to this in the future, yeah, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Awesome. Thanks for having me so much. It's been great. Thanks Adam. It's awesome.